to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. I'm trying to get crazy with this scene. Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. Wow! That was a little too much. Sorry. Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Minds, minds.com. Positive sarcasm. You can find me on Twitter at POS sarcasm. You can find me on the stock market when it comes to Snapchat. And yeah, you can find me on most of the social medias. You can email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com, or you can go to my website at positive sarcasm.com and you can email me there. You can contact me there. If you want to support the podcast, go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate, or just go to my website and of course click the donate button. Any amount is appreciated. Did I miss anything? I feel like I've been missing everything this week. All right. Oh, I got to pull up that Macy's ad. Let me pull that up. I saw this ad. Um, let me see here. Let me pull up this freaking ad. This ad was a mess. I think I took a screenshot of it, so let me pull it up. And then we'll get to, let's see. Come on. Where are you? Where are you? Is that it? No, that's the last Jedi. Macy's ad. Okay. All right, let's start off with some news. Not like do 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 do. Not that kind of news. Let's start off with some bad news. Yes, bad news. Bad things happen to me. All right. Last Friday, I was supposed to do a big project, a big presentation, well, a big video presentation at a big 800-seat theater with a new nonprofit organization with a brand new video that I have yet to introduce to the public or on my YouTube channel or to anybody else other than the actual nonprofit organization. It was the Southern Sudan Hope Project. The Southern Sudan Hope Project, its main objective is to supply uh, humanitarian aid and building schools for children living in the UN um, purchased acreage just across the border from the South Sudan in regular Sudan. I guess you call it regular Sudan. The original Sudan. And in those little spots that have been purchased by the UN, those camps, uh, this nonprofit organization has been building schools brick by brick for children that don't they, they can't get education or citizenship in Sudan and they can't go back to South Sudan because right now South Sudan is in the middle of a giant civil war. Like five different tribes. So, we were going to have this big fundraiser the main, uh, the 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 founder of the organization was going to do a big presentation for about a full hour, and I was going to have my camera crew there, so two other guys plus myself, maybe a call to the local news organization, have them come by, do a thirty second spot, and then they were going to put my video in the presentation, and great, and then I was going to take the presentation that the the video that I made for the event plus the video that we were taking for the actual event put it all together into one big event type of documentary and then post that on YouTube. And it would have been really awesome and it really would have been something to justify my existence as a human being. Not really, but maybe I'm exaggerating. But it really would have been great to come out of the, the, the woodwork as far as I haven't done a YouTube video um, a saw and a legit one since week 100. I mean, I did, um, I did the Polkin Film Festival. I was the winner at that. 
That was back in December, early December I did that video. And then I did like a quick 30-second um, shorty for Instagram that went up on YouTube. But besides that, I haven't done any actual consistent vlogs since week 100 and basically had to financially recover from two years worth of just fucking week after week, you know, shorties and vlogs and traveling and expenses and ups and downs. And now all of a sudden, everything goes really quiet. And then this nonprofit, and part of my voice, I maybe sound a little, a little horse, a little horse, <laughs> a little horse, like a pony. Um, a little sick, but I'm okay. I'm actually feeling pretty good. You know, I was jacking up weights yesterday at the gym. I'm fine. No worries, dudes. Uh, just, you know, I had a little cold and I got over it really quickly because I'm a fucking awesome human being when it comes to that stuff. So that's fine. But I was getting all ready for this and then uh, things started to get a little weird because what happened was, was originally there wasn't a lot of time to promote the thing. And originally I was, I was told that the, I, we could at least pull 200 people at an 800-seat theater. 200 seats would guarantee the theater. But then, I was, but then I was told that 200 seats would not guarantee the theater. Matter of fact, 200 seats would guarantee another room called the Spotlight Room, which is more of a ballroom, much smaller, not as grandiose type of situation that I was really hoping for, okay? But it's still something to show off my skills. So I decided, okay, I'm not going to need the two extra cameraman for 200, 230 people. So I, I said to Polkin Productions, I'm not going to need you for this situation. This situation. And I booted them. And I felt bad. I really want them to be there for something this big. So I said, all right, well, if we can get 200 people, then we can get into the ballroom and basically go from the ballroom and then build on top of that 200 people, get more people, and then they would give us the actual theater, which holds 800 people, and then we could have the whole thing, and we can get everybody there, and it would be really freaking awesome. Um, and then I just didn't hear from anybody, okay? I told, I gave the nonprofit sp specific instructions. When you're doing something like this and you don't have a lot of time, your main focus is to simply promote the fucking event. Promote the event, get people on board, get them to buy tickets. Tickets weren't expensive. It was 20 bucks. It was a night out. What else were you going to do? And it was a nice evening, too. Oh. It's amazing how quickly I can, I can just turn on my motor and just start talking when I actually have facts and congruent thoughts behind it. Uh, on most of the time, I'm just sort of like, bleh, 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 bleh. let me pour some coffee anyways. Cafe Bustelo. Love it. Cafe Bustelo. Inexpensive and it's a fantastic Cuban coffee. Well, I don't know if it's Cuban. It was. It's from Miami. That's basically Cuba. So a week. It's a week before the event. I haven't heard a damn thing. Um, it's not my job to be reaching out. Okay, so I mean I could, but I wasn't actually. Did I reach out? I may have, but I didn't get a phone call back or anything like that. So I'm like, okay. So it's the day before the event. I'm like, great. I'm I'm more than guaranteeing that. There wasn't going to be enough people even for the ballroom. And then I get a voicemail saying that the event was canceled. Completely canceled. Um, that's, a blow to, that's, a, that's a blow to my ego. Is, is it my responsibility to put all this together? Because we literally signed up and got the, the event posted less than a month before the actual event date. Okay. Is that enough time? No. Is it enough time to get the ballroom locked in for 200 people? Yes, if we actually had the legit amount of people that she said she was going to get. 
And I'm not really yelling at anybody in particular. I'm just explaining the situation and my frustration overall at the, at the fact that I was planning for something big that really would have been great, that really would have uh, put PS on the map in a different way, and nothing came of it. Absolutely nothing. And The video that I was given that was shit to begin with and putting all that together and running through it and running through it and having Polkin Productions review it to make sure that it was of sound quality, you know, all the quality work that I put into it, and nothing comes of it. Not a goddamn thing. So, hold on, let me just check on something here. Yeah, we're fine. And nothing comes of it. And now I got the and so what do I do? Okay, I just go right along I just go right along with my usual day, with my usual routine, with the things I planned on doing to begin with before this thing happened. But now there's a theater with no event. I have a video that I can't show, uh, a video with no audience. I'm not going to show it, okay? I'm not just going to throw it out there. This isn't like a comedy special that nobody's fucking buying, all right? This is an, uh, um, a video, an introductory video about a nonprofit organization in a country that most people haven't even fucking heard of because it's, it's you know, younger than most of my nieces and nephews. And it sucks because I have a, a decent piece of material here that's about a solid five minutes long. I can't do anything with it right now because I have no event to promote it with. I'm not going to put it to some cheap-ass church event, and I'm not going to give it away or let somebody else promote it and push it out on Facebook. It's not – no, that's not – it's just going to kind of – it'll just fade away. It'll just turn to dust. I don't like doing that. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to try to meet up with them this weekend when I get a chance. I might have to head to Cape Cod for something. Cape Cod. Gabe, go on, do it. Uh, but when I get back, I want to chat with them and re review more in depth of what the hell happened because apparently they weren't able to secure enough people to fill the place, and they weren't enough. They weren't even able to secure the the spotlight room, which is a, a fourth of the size, fourth of the size. So it's like great. So that didn't happen. It's, it's, I am, I'm, I'm, I am disappointed. That was my bad news. Uh, it, you know, it, it just didn't, it just didn't happen. Will it happen in the future possibly? Yes. But I got to have a long conversation and a strong conversation about, because apparently from what I'm told, this group, they say about the South Sudanese that they have no um, idea of time. Like they have no preference in time. Like they don't think of time as hyper-efficient as we do. This is not me saying this. This is them. They quoted as saying that they, they have no reference of time. It's just be there when we get there. We could show up an hour late. Well, listen, when you have a less than a month to promote a fucking event, you need to move your ass and do and focus solely on promoting that event. And that is a perfect example of how this thing mostly got canceled, from what I understand, how that why it got canceled and why other nonprofits that I've worked with, their events go off wonderfully okay communication efficiency and then execution and then result this it's a hard it's a harsh reality and if you want to be seen as a legit nonprofit, you have to take these things in consideration because if you look very laissez-faire especially when it comes to kids if you're very if you're seen as very laissez-faire or incompetent 
that's going to hurt your brand. Okay? It is a business. Even if it's a nonprofit, it's still a business. Your job is to provide money and resources, but not for yourself, but for people that desperately need it. So I'm hoping this is a learning lesson for them in any capacity and that this can be turned around into something really great. And hopefully that my product will get used down the road. Hopefully. Hopefully. I have no idea. I could always just be kicked to the curb. Wouldn't be the first time. But we'll see. I'll try to be remain somewhat optimistic. So that was the timeline. I met them back in December. Uh, I met them actually back when I got a phone call when I was jumping in that puddle in week 91 for the uh, drift racing uh, over at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. That was when I got the first phone call. That was way back in the summertime. Uh, nine weeks before I shot the last video. Nine weeks before I shot week 100. And uh, then we had some mild conversation. I gave them some recommendations about where to go. They got tied up with some other stuff, and they called me back. And we, things really started rolling around uh, December and then January. And then by the time February went around, we were started. We started the final final product on the video that well has yet to be shown. So, but right now nothing's going on, not as far as I know. So I am disappointed, but hopefully things will get better. That's my bad news. So the bad news is I have nothing – I had originally nothing to show for you. I had nothing to – coming into the springtime, the spring is right around the corner and we're right in the middle of February and March. And March is that weird one where it's really cold and the wind is blowing hard. And the next thing you know, everything just starts – it just starts raining and all the snow just disappears. It's weird. It's a frustrating month because everybody gets sick. It's a frustrating month because you really want it to be fucking spring already so you can start shooting videos. And yet it's just still do damn it's still too damn cold. But you know it's right around the corner. So I thought I was gonna have nothing to show for you for, for March. No video or whatever. But as I spoke to you last week, luckily, uh Ryan Catherine Healy, uh somebody who I've done a lot of videos with, week uh, thirty one surf and turf, where I captured her capturing she won her, her pro card for the WMBF uh uh, and natural bodybuilding, and I caught, I captured her for that. I captured her for a photo shoot. I've been, she's a former uh, teammate of mine for competitive fitness. I've been on stage with her one, two times for Vermont and for what is it? Uh, Boston. Great individual, great individual. I have nothing but respect for her. She's a uh, She's, you know, just a go-getter. She definitely is is what happens when effort is involved. Uh, the results that she, she – she's fucking great. She's fucking great. I, I can't say a bad thing about her. And if I did, I wouldn't attempt it. So she reached out. We did the little spray tan thing. Um, she did a great job. That all went well. Um, the products you're using by Melissa Weinberg, the actual spray tan, and then the uh, gradual tanning lotion. It's all great, great products. You can check it out on goldenstandardspraytans.com. But I was also shooting video at the same time. So I had a bunch of B-roll just sitting there. I was using um, – I had other cameras that I was using for the most part that were just sitting there shooting time lapses. But <clears throat> actually, come to think of it, I'm surprised I didn't even use those. Huh. Yeah, That's what happens when you're not thinking. When you're sick in the head. Um, but I, I had the my little handy cam for, that I've had since week 10 of the vlog. And 
you know, I figured I would use that instead because, I mean, there was there was spray going everywhere and it was fucking up the lenses. So I didn't really want it on my mirrorless camera. So I just used the, the I, I, for the first half of it, I used the Handycam. And I had the Handycam inside the thing. But I had all this freaking video. I was like, do I even have enough to, like, even make a vlog out of this? Like, not really. But I, I remember when I did, um, when I bet, went to San Antonio. San Antonio? Well, I went to... The Rio Grande, actually. I went to the Rio Grande just on the border of Mexico. And I had a, I did a whole vlog there. It was great. Uh, but I had all this B-roll of San Antonio, Texas. So I took that extra video that I had left over from the, the, the trip to Texas and just did San Antonio. And did a whole glimpse. Called, it's called a PS Glimpse. So it's basically half the, half the length of my normal vlogs, which are between 5 and, five and 10 minutes. And I did like a three-minute vlog or a glimpse just of San Antonio to music. Well, that's what I had. I had, I, I, in my, I was like, maybe let me just play through this. Just start from the beginning, the first video, play through it, find the music that suits it properly, and then just go and just start clipping and see where it takes you. And then I took uh, an excerpt from my podcast where I, where I was talking about the actual Spray tan, put that in the beginning, <coughs> and then use that to kind of introduce Ryan and her business, and it kind of worked. I added a little, a little bit of humor, not too much, and then put the music in there for about a minute or so, minute and a half of actual spray tan, and then finished it up with a nice little promotion of her business, and it came out to about three minutes. I was like, okay, well, I guess I have a video. I was very hesitant about putting it up be perfectly honest. So I'm, I and you know what, I'm very when it comes to other people's businesses or pursuits or dreams, if I do something for it, I get really nervous. Justifiably so because you're dealing with other people's stuff and if you misrepresent it, they could get upset and it's just like you know, a lot of weird thing ideas and thoughts go through my head. Especially, you know, you listen to this podcast or you watch my vlogs, of course. Yes, that makes that statement makes sense. What's the matter with me today? What's the matter? What's the matter with you? So I did that. I did it. I put it up. I was like, okay, this, this seems to make sense. Um, so I put that up. Didn't really hear much the first the first evening. It was got like five views. It was like whatever. And immediately after I posted it, I got a fucking somebody unsubscribe from my channel. I guess immediately after seeing it, seeing it, first thing they did was unsubscribe. I'm like, all right, this is not a good sign. More bad news for me. First, the freaking Southern Sudan event gets fucking washed, and then this thing, and then this thing goes down, and apparently nobody is digging it. Great. So next morning, I'm doing some other stuff. I get a tag. Apparently, Ryan loved the little glimpse. She posted it to a uh, spray tan forum on Facebook. The spray tan forum was in love with it, apparently. She sent me a message about somebody. This girl went, she went, like, my, period, God, period. This is so adorable. It's so adorable. It's so cute. And they loved it. And apparently Ryan loved it as well. She thought it was cute and things like that. And I'm like, great. That's, that's all I need. As long as she's, like, happy and she sees it. And Ryan is a diva. She's, she's, she's a self-proclaimed diva. Anything that promotes her in the positive light, she's all about it. And um, 
So that was great. The video actually went over very well. Uh, it got some, you know it got some views, and uh, hopefully I get to work with her in the future. But it was great. I'm really happy she reached out. You know me, I don't get happy often. I was really happy she reached out. I'm really happy I was rolling tape. I'm really happy I got to try my first spray tan. I'm really happy I got a, a, a free bottle of lotion out of it. Because that shit costs money, dude. It costs money. All right? That's like a vice for me, practically, is fucking t is tanning butter. It really is. So to actually have that given to me, I was really pleased with, you know, the vast majority of the whole transaction, or whatever you want to call it, the experience. The only thing I would have been uh, more uh, adamant on was how the angles I shot at and things like that. But that's just me, my cinematography work. I'm always, you know, annoyed with that. Like, I could do a better job. But I got a chance to show off some of my new ink, the new ink on my back. That's the only ink I'll ever get. So I got to tag Point of Entry Tattoo. Thank you to Point of Entry Tattoo. They're in uh, Londonderry, New Hampshire. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, got to, you know, tag them. Tagged Melissa Weinberg. Weinberg, um, she is the founder of Melissa Weinberg Tanning Products. She liked it. Of course, Golden Standard Spray Tans liked it. Uh, all my bodybuilding friends watched it. They liked it. Great. So you know what? It wasn't a complete loss. I had something to show to my YouTube uh, channel, something to post to my YouTube channel. I'm glad about it. People saw it, and that's cool. Great. You know. And uh, it is. It, it's hard to shake. I had to really shake off the rust because I really haven't shot anything since it's since the deep, deep, deep winter. To pick up the camera again, it's not easy, man. It's it's it, yeah. It's like riding a bike or shooting a gun. But you know what? You you're definitely shaky getting back into that that ring. So, mm. my throat's my throat's gonna die at the end of this. Let me finish this up. I got just a little bit of coffee left in the thingy, and then we're good. I hope everybody else is gonna be do is doing well today. I hope everybody else is out there trying to think of their new creativity or seeking out their creativity. Um, I think it's important. So, uh, anyways, I'm gonna talk about uh, today on the podcast. Besides those two things, the Macy's ad. Uh, there's a drone uh, a drone article I want to talk to you about because you know. Because drones. And then I'm going to review three movies. Uh, Death Wish, the 2018 remake. The Disaster Artist, based on uh, the life of Tommy Wiseau, who created the movie The Room. Cult classic. And Lucky Logan. And then uh, something that, uh, let's see, adorable, cute, glimpses, blah, blah, blah. Probably two, three minutes. Uh, something that Johnny Monotone uh, left a comment on one of my pages. I wanted to, I wanted to address that. I never really had a chance to. And let's see, the worst movie I ever saw. Then I also I wrote a little note about if you own like a rape wagon, you know, see those guys who drive around in like those big those big vans that you know just are rape vans. I wonder if you got like a, if you got like a vanity plate that said like R A P E V A N. It would fit in New Hampshire. It would fit R A P E V A N would be seven letters. So rape van, you can actually get. Well, they wouldn't approve it, but so you can put rape van or wait rape W G N. So rape wagon on your rape van. I mean, if you really wanted to be obvious, um, I guess you could do that or you could at least attempt it. That'd be funny. It's a dark joke, but it's a joke nonetheless. Is this thing on? 
Mm. Bustello. Anyways, Macy's ad. All right, let me grab this stuff. Let's see. The Macy's ad. All right, this is fucking ridiculous. This thing is awful. All right, let me actually, let me pull up uh, Facebook. And I actually said something about it. This ad is terrible. If I have, um, let's see. If you go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm, I actually posted it on my, on my, on my main page. My page is public on Facebook. So just go to, you know, positive sarcasm, look it up and you can actually see uh, what I was talking about. This Macy's ad is just awful. This dude is such a weak ass bitch. Um, let's see, where is it? Positive sarcasm, Twitch. Okay. This dude has got the worst posture. He's wearing it's a it's a po- it's a polo Ralph Lauren classic V-neck cotton T-shirt. A three-in-one bonus pack. Because one thing I like like to do is I like to post like really good deals, technology deals or shoe deals, uh, because I like to inform the public that you are able to save a, a lot of money. You know, because this whole empire is built out of spare parts. Everything I have is built based off of spare parts. Things I was able to rescue. So I think it's important that. You know, you don't you save a lot of money. You don't have to spend a shitload of money on uh, to, in order to do things, in order to build things. But to also look good in the process, because my father always said, when you walk into it, whenever you walk into a building, act like you own it. Walk into a building like you own the place. One well, perfect a perfect way of actually accomplishing something like that is to dress the part. So you always want to look good, but you don't want to break the bank. So what do you do? You go and search for deals. That's why I always go to slickdeals.net. It's a great forum. You can find all kinds of awesome deals from technology to clothes, personal hygiene products, uh, uh, credit cards, coupons, codes, all kinds of stuff. So slickdeals.net. And there's also a live forum there. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You can ask questions. They'll give you answers. Awesome. Store-to-store savings, online savings. Subscribe and save through Amazon's questioning. It's all. Yeah. Slickdeals.net, man. This one came from slickdeals.net, but the picture is so fucking bad of this dude. He's legitimately he's wearing gray, light gray sweatpants. He's got a nice Ralph Lauren polo t-shirt on, okay, which are generally pretty expensive, but now you can get it for like, you know, seven bucks a pop. Comparatively to the JCPenney's ones, which are generally about $6 a piece, which are actually very nice, and they fit very, very nicely. But the dude is so he, – he's pale. He's got no muscle. His, he's got a big-ass daddy long neck. He's got stupid sweatpants on. He looks so fucking effeminate. They don't even show his face, all right? He looks like he's about to shit himself. So I posted it. I posted it to Facebook. I wrote, you poor postured, no muscle, ruthless, pale arm, self-cutting, recycled virgin, soy slurping, shit excuse for a male model. Dot, dot, dot. Great price, though. If you go, yeah. So if you go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm, you can scroll down my feed and you'll see it. It's uh, Macy's.com. Macy's is in a shitload of trouble and they really need to put their get their shit together because their inventory is what, what they're trying to sell to. Um, as far as like short fat dudes, it's not working for me. Okay. They could really tell their distributors, look, you need to fucking start uh, moving your product over to dudes who are in more who are in better shape, okay, get more fitted stuff, okay? 
fitted is still just you can save money on fitted stuff believe me jc pennies knows how to do it or at least they did their prices actually have just gone up and if jc pennies continues to raise their prices they are not gonna have a store anymore they're actually closing like 50 stores i think so if they keep that shit up jc pennies is going to disappear and if macy's doesn't change the way they're do they're doing some of their ads especially like the pile of garbage like i posted last week with that freaking no muscle effeminate bitch dude okay they're gonna run out of business too and you know what i'm fine with that and it i mean it would be sad because i used to love macy's but you know what fuck them if they're gonna make terrible product postings like that then see you later bye i won't want nothing to do with you so you can go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm and you can check out the polo uh ad for macy's with this soy this this dude i mean his life is soy he was born in a soy bubble little bitch so um it is a great price for that feed though Anyways, and yeah, if you want to ask me questions or whatever, like you can go to facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can ask me questions there, or you can uh, ask me questions through the live stream on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. So that's the Macy's ad. There was a drone uh, thingy. Buddy of mine, uh, Turkoff, Polkin Productions, he sent me. I'm reaching over. Hold on. He sent me a article about a drone catching eagle goes viral. Here's the story. All right, let me see here. Okay. Over the last few weeks or so, we came across a photo of a drone catching eagle many, many times on social media. What is the background of the story here? Where did the photo actually come from? Snoops found out. Jumped to learn more. Drone catching eagle. Ah! Apparently, it all started in a galaxy far, far away. With a post on Facebook and the photo of an eagle catching a drone went viral from there. It received thousands of likes and comments and got shared over half a million times. Well, whoop de fucking do The photo was first posted on Alex Rickenblatt on February 27, 2019, and it is titled, The Picture of the Century, Nature Defeats Technology. Oh, I got something to say about that. Many people wondered whether this was a real photo and if it was photoshopped. Snopes! A website that fights against mis misinformation, you are fake news. Looked into the photo and found out that it was indeed a real photo. Actually, though, the photo was from 2016. It is an actual real eagle, a trained eagle, that uh, was trained to actually intercept drones. Okay. Now, I'm only going to spend a few minutes on this, and then we're going to jump into uh, movie reviews, and then we'll close up shop. Uh, uh, but it is interesting. Okay. Are drones cool? Yes, drones are cool. Are drones annoying? Yes, they can be quite annoying. All right. Do I own a drone? Yes. Do I like it? Yes, I like it. There's a thing about this. First of all, did I actually watch? There's an actual video you can go on YouTube and you can check out drone being caught by eagle or eagles catching drones. All right. Number one, they're not very reliable because they're fucking eagles. They can kind of do what they want. All right. Number two, that drone is a, is a knockoff of the drone that I fly. Okay. That drone is like a $60, $50 drone, okay? So if you were to actually hit it with your hand or a bird were catching it or something like that, it's not going to actually do any damage to the bird, okay? But if that – and oh, number three, do birds chase drones? Yes, they do. Seagulls do it all the time. There's footage of it. When I would fly, I would fly over the waterfall in Manchester, and the birds – the seagulls would just chase after it. They chase all, and there's like hundreds of them. So you have to be careful in that situation. The eagles will app, eagles, seagulls, any birds will fly after drones. 
If they're a bird of prey, they will absolutely go after your drone and knock it right out of the sky. Easily. But you do not want to fuck with a, a DJI Phantom because the blades on that thing spin very, very fast. I know this because I tried to grab Pelican 1 once and it literally sliced right through my fingers. So imagine if a bird of prey is actually going after my drone and puts his and puts his little freaking claws little claws into my drone and goes through one and, and hits and the propeller hits it. Could break the fucking bird's legs. These things spin hard. Granted, when they do hit an option, most 90% of the times, when these things hit a certain amount of obstruction, the blades immediately stop, the emergency stop, and then the drone just plummets to earth. I know this, I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> but if that were to do it to a bird, even if it does come to a full stop, you've got four high-speed blades. Okay? Thousands of RPM spinning into a bird's legs. A bird's claws, a bird's face. I'm gonna fuck that bird up. I don't care if it's an eagle. I don't care if it's a seagull. I don't care if it's a goddamn albatross. It's gonna swallow Moby Dick. It's not gonna. It's not a smart idea. You should not do it. I'm glad they abandoned the program. It's not safe. And I'm pretty sure PETA or PETA bread or whatever they or whatever you know animals cruelty association whatever's had something to say about that. It's not a smart decision. Uh, let's see. Photo, neither a drone catching eagle was taken a few years ago, March 2016. It was a training session with the Dutch police to intercept drones. However, found the eagles to be somewhat unreliable. Working with real animals required too much time and effort. The police also admitted that catching drones mid-air flights might not be this might not be entirely safe for eagles. No shit. The tests were subs uh, subsequently halted in 2017. Yeah. Um don't try to catch when it, they're they're true drones, if it's like a Mavic or a Spark, it won't. You probably won't hurt yourself too much, but you don't want to put your hands near a DJI Phantom, any Phantom series, any Phantom series, which is the prototypical drone that you see. But the one you saw in the video is actually a knockoff. Okay, I can tell. You can you you can generally tell if it's a decent if it's a decent drone by the quality of the camera. It's got a little gimbal stabilizer underneath it, and it's got a high it's got a high resolution camera. So, if it's like a DJI Phantom series, a real one, or an Inspire, you don't want to be you don't want to be near that thing if it's going to be coming in close proximity. They're fast, they're somewhat heavy at times because they got large batteries. Uh, yeah, and they can fuck a dude up. Imagine what they do to a bird. So that's my drone app, uh, drone article of the week. Yeah, so there you go on that. Uh, all right, so we're at 34 minutes, so let's just get some movie reviews, shall we? Shall we? What are you going to say, no? You don't like it? Change the channel. All right, and once again, sorry about my voice, my raspy, raspy voice. Uh, I had a cold, but I'm okay. Still jacking weights up in the air. This coffee's pretty good, too. But if you have any questions or concerns, you can always hit me up in any way, shape, or form. And... All right, so let's start off with, let me grab a laptop here. Come here. Come here. Oh, there we go. All right. Death Wish 2018, one hour, 47 minutes. Action, crime, drama. Bruce Willis in another paycheck. Dr. Paul Kersey. Oh, by the way, Death Wish is a remake from the original Charles Bronson. Dr. Paul Kersey is an experienced trauma surgeon, a man who has spent his life, his life, saving lives. 
After an attack on his family, Paul embarks on his own mission for justice. This movie did not come out at a very good time either. This movie came out at a time where gun violence was pretty bad in Chicago. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Is that like every fucking day in Chicago? Okay, according to the politics, yeah, uh, I would say so. Gun violence is like at an all-time high in Chicago. Makes you wonder, oh yeah, where does this movie take place? Chicago. And you know what really scares me? There's something in this movie that's very interesting before I actually get to reviewing it. There's a scene in here where, and this is kind of a spoiler, all right? The way they find out where this dude lives is they take, he, he, he's, he's got his car. He's got a nice car and valet. So he's, he's a doctor. So obviously, you know, he's selling painkillers and shit or, shit, or he's a really good surgeon. And so his car's in valet. This dude takes his keys, goes and grabs the car to bring it back to him. And then he looks in the built-in car GPS, the actual car GPS built into the car, and snaps and looks in the log and sees the home address. Snaps a picture of the home address, sends it to his Robbie, sends it to his, his his boys to go and rob the place that night. That's fucked up. That makes me if I ever have an in-car GPS, I do not want. Don't put your actual home or office address. Well, maybe your office address, it depends. If it's like a country store or whatever, who gives a shit? But your home address, I would not in any way, shape, or form put your home address in the in-car GPS. There's no reason for it. Because I, I can imagine you and valet or somebody borrows your car or something like that, and this shit happens. Okay? Especially if you're driving a nice car. And like my buddy, Mr. Maserati, he's got a nice car. All they need to do, he pulls his car out of valet, they pop a picture of it, they go, I bet he's got a nice house. Betty's got a nice girl, too. Let's go ahead and fuck that shit up. So next thing you know, they bounce over to his house. They steal all the stuff. Or you could just not put the GP, you'd not put your home address in there. You know, some some conveniences are not meant to be had. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, too many cough drops. Death Wish 2018 action crime drama remake of the original Death Race, which was like 1974, I think. Death Race. Death Wish. 1974 remake. Uh, directed by Eli Roth. He's a good director. Writer Joe Carnahan. Joe Carnahan was, he did the A-Team. That movie sucked. Yes, it did. And he also did The Grey. Uh, the Grey was with Liam Neeson. Basically, it was one scene short of a great movie. That's what that was. That's what The Grey was. The Grey could have been so much better. But it wasn't. Um, this movie did not... It was not well received at the time because it kind of poked fun. It was kind of uh, cheesy, cliched as far as the gun violence is concerned. It had some aggressively violent scenes. But I kind of put it in the Max Payne territory as far as... The amount of violence, its mood in the movie. Actually, you know what? In my opinion, Mad, uh, Max Payne was actually – that was with Mark Wahlberg. That was a better movie than this. I actually liked Max Payne, and Max Payne could have been a far better movie, but I still liked it. Okay? I gave it three stars. This movie I liked because of, of just something about it I liked. All right? I liked the whole – anything that has to do with, like, revenge. Anything that has to do with revenge. I'm a fan of, okay? Taken movies, 
Taken one, taken two, taken three. I don't give it. Taken, you know, taken for a burger. Um, any anything, anything Liam Neeson basically. Uh, what's that one with Mel Gibson that was a remake? Edge of Darkness. That was a that was a uh, revenge movie. I love that shit too. That was a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of that. You shoot my daughter. Um, that was a good movie. This one is kind of like that, although it definitely it miss it was missing a few things, and um, the script wasn't that solid. But for the most part, it was an enjoyable popcorn flick. You can get in and out in like two hours. And the let's see, Vincent D'Onofrio's in it. Bruce Willis is in it. Elizabeth Shue's in it for a hot second. Yeah, I wonder what happens to her. Dean Norris plays the cop. Dean Norris was in Breaking Bad. He was the brother. And then a bunch of other baddies. So, uh, good movie overall, but nothing special. I gave it three stars. Um, just because it had some entertainment value to it overall. So, and this is a personal opinion. You could watch this movie and hate it, and I'm okay with that. Remember, these are my movie reviews. I, it's just my opinion. It got a 6.4 out of 10 on uh, IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, I don't give a shit about. Okay? Rotten Tomatoes is completely compromised. It's been compromised for the longest time, and it's been legitimately mo- noted as compromised since The Last Jedi, Star Wars The Last Jedi. So I never go by Rotten Tomatoes anymore. Okay? It's been compromised completely. So if you actually want legitimate reviews, I would recommend going to IMDb, checking out the Metacritic score, checking out the actual star rating, and then the reviews underneath it. There's user reviews, and there's actual critic reviews. I'd recommend going to IMDb. I don't think they've been compromised too much on their values. Um, As far as like, you know, they don't hide anything. All the articles pop up there. All the ratings go up there. They have a meta score from metacritic.com that they show. The amount of user reviews. The popularity of the actual video of the movie if it's gone up or down. So I would stick to IMDb because if you ever have an argument with your friend, everybody has arguments over movies. Who's this one? No, that guy was in it. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Just go to IMDb. IMDb, the movie, boom, you're done. It'll give you the It'll give you the cast, the crew, the director, when it was shot, how it was shot everything okay that's where you want to go so uh death wish 2018 i gave it three out of five stars which means it's like a netflix type of movie i think you can check it out on amazon prime Mm. so that's death wish what are we at 42 minutes all right 2017 the disaster artist rated r one hour and 44 minutes bio comedy oh hi greg uh (laughs) When Greg Sestero, or Sestero, an aspiring film actor, meets the weird and mysterious Tommy Wiseau in an acting class, they form a unique friendship and travel to Hollywood to make their dreams come true. Directed by James Franco. And Dave Franco, his brother's in it. Oh, hi, Dave. <laughs> this movie... Okay. The beginning is we- The beginning is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. It's not funny but then because the characters are weird now the movie is based this is a biopic it's based on the actual light uh, it's based on actually tommy wiseau tommy wiseau was the director of a movie called the room the room has a 3.7 on imdb 3.7 out of 3, 3.7 stars out of 10 here's a synopsis for the room 2003 
Johnny is successful is a successful banker who lives happily in a San Francisco townhouse with his fiance Lisa. One day, inexplicably, she gets bored with him and decides to seduce his best friend, Mark. From there, nothing will be the same again. Directed by Tommy Wiseau, starring Tommy Wiseau. So that's what the room is about. This movie, The Disaster Artist, is based on that. So Dave Franco plays Greg. James Franco plays Tommy Wiseau. Oh hi, Greg. Um, Seth Rogen is one of the produce. He's one of the producers and second director on set. Uh, there's a bunch of cameos in this movie. Bunch of faces you know. Zac Efron's in it for like two and a half seconds. Now, like I said, it's weird in the beginning. It's a little weird in the beginning, kind of uncomfortable, not really sure where the characters are going to go. There's a lot of insecurities with James Franco's character when other people, because him and Greg become really close friends and drive and just start to make their new life in Los Angeles, becoming actors and stuff, and then they decide to make their own movie. But then Dave Franco's character decides that he's going to uh, he's going to have a girlfriend and all that stuff. So Tommy gets jealous, and that jealousy spills over onto the movie set. But as the movie's getting made, there's a lot of entertaining factors behind it. And then the and then the actual ending, when the movie comes together and there's all the buildup, and then you think that the movie's going to be a complete downward spiral at the end when the movie actually turns out. Because, spoiler alert, the actual movie The Room was a pile of shit. But it was a comedic pile of shit. So apparently the, there was a lot of comedic value. And since the movie's been introduced, because Tommy Wiseau funded the whole movie. He funded the whole movie, like $5, 6000000 million dollars. It made nothing in the box office, but apparently, because it's a cult classic, it's actually turned a profit since then. Because it's had a lot of midnight showings and screenings and all that other stuff. So the movie's actually turned a profit. And since then, he's become this cult figure. So, James Franco decided to make a movie about it. And since then, Tommy Wiseau has regained notoriety and he started doing movies again. Which is actually kind of great. So in the movie, they decide that everybody starts la- – as the, as the premiere showing and people are actually watching the movie – the beginning is very uncomfortable for them, but then the audience starts laughing and they just start cracking up throughout the whole movie. And then he gets – Tommy Wiseau gets a standing ovation and it becomes like a happy movie. It becomes like a happy ending type of movie. So overall, I, it, had, it had warmth. It had charm. It was funny. Tommy Wiseau's character – and they show side by side the recreation and the biopic of the scenes in the movie and the actual movie itself – how close together James Franco did with Tommy Wiseau's character. So very, very clever, very smart, very well put together, an enjoyable movie. If you saw it in theaters, good for you. If you saw it on Netflix or Amazon Prime, that's cool too. I enjoyed this movie. I, I think it's a good movie. I think any it, it should it should expand a wide audience. There's a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of notable characters. If you're like a Seth Rogen or a James Franco fan, you absolutely have already seen this movie. You'll have absolutely enjoyed it. And I have to admit, I liked it a lot too. I gave it a solid three out of five stars. If you gave it four out of five stars because it's a really good movie, that's fine too. But I'm giving it a solid three out of five stars. It's definitely a movie you should che- you should put in your queue and check it out. And uh, yeah, it's rated R. It's not for kids, uh, but that's okay. But yeah, it's got a 7.4 on IMDb, which is pretty damn solid. That beats out uh, about a half of uh, all the Marvel movies, especially the next one coming out. <laughs> Burn. 
finally a movie I uh, never really got a chance to know see about until it just came out onto Amazon Prime was Lucky Logan. Lucky Logan 2017. It's got a 7-0 on IMDb. Mm. Yeah, Lucky Logan 2017. Two brothers attempt to pull off a heist during a NASCAR race in North Carolina. Directed by Steven Soderbergh. That's that's why this movie was successful. Steven Soderbergh. Steven Soderbergh is the director of Ocean's Eleven. Steven Soderbergh knows everything about heists. He's the best at heists. He can do any heist movie. If Steven Soderbergh did the movie uh, Goodfellas, he would have mastered it. Okay? If he did any type of heist movie, French Connection, he'd nail it. Didn't matter. He's great at step-by-steps, intricate puzzles, piecing everything together, showing you certain things while hiding other things, but then showing you how those things happen at the end. Soderbergh's great at that. He fucking sucks when it comes to action movies. I think he was behind that movie Haywire with uh, Gina Carano. But for the most part, he gets my respect. I'm a big fan of, of Steven Soderbergh and his attempts to make movies and TV shows and like that. I think he's a great director, writer. I'm a fan. No exceptions here. Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, who plays uh, uh, he's the, the, the Darth Loser in uh, the new Star Wars series, and Daniel Craig, James Bond. Uh, it's got a high popularity. It's got a 78 Metascore. And there's a bunch of other people in it. There's a bunch of chicks I don't know the name of. I think, I think what, uh, Hillary Swank's in it, too. Katie Holmes is in it. This movie had a lot of Southern charm. It's about a, it's about a bunch of un, uh, an unlucky family called the Logans, and just nothing good happens to them. They can't make it out of this West Virginia town, and Channing Tatum's character just decides he's gonna he's gonna do a heist, and they piece it all together. They piece the whole thing together, and it goes into if you've watched Ocean's Eleven. This is like a dumbed-down version of Ocean's Eleven as far as the strategy of the heist and how it's going to play out. But the core elements of Ocean Eleven, Ocean's Eleven are there because you watch it. Everything is intricately put together with comedic timing and the intricacy of who's doing what at what time at point, that point of the robbery. Okay? So knowing that – knowing going into that, I had a lot of faith in Steven, Steven Soderbergh to pull this off with characters I don't think he's normally worked with. So the fact is is that these characters actually worked very well together. It was a little more – it was definitely loose, a lot more loose, like your mother, when it comes to piecing together a robbery like this. Because the Coca-Cola 600, there's a lot of money going through Charlotte Motor Speedway. Okay? But he pulled it off. And the characters, how they uh, how they interacted, and let's face it, the intelligence level of the characters was not it was not on par with the characters of say Ocean's Eleven, like George Clooney's character, Brad Pitt's, uh, you know, a bottomless pit character, Channing Tatum's character, not Channing Tatum, fucking Matt Damon's character, definitely not on par there. But as far as just overall. There was a lot of there was a lot of movement. There was moving parts. There was characters you didn't see until the very end that were actually playing a part in different ways, and there was a lot of heart to it. A very enjoyable flick, a very enjoyable flick. And then it takes that Soderbergh spin, where you think it's you. Here's the thing: 
Soderbergh tries not tries not to make shitty endings. He tries not to make things go downhill. You think they're gonna get caught. You think they're gonna get caught, and then he takes another spin, and then it goes into Ocean's Eleven mode again. I mean, I tell you, this thing absolutely constantly goes into Ocean's Eleven mode. If you watch Ocean's Eleven, this is literally plays along the same lines as that movie. All right, it has a lot of the same tones. It has a lot of the same comedic elements. Okay, and basically has the the overall same outcome. And all the characters are enjoyable, all right? Uh, who is it? Channing Tatum's character is 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 good. Seth MacFarlane makes a random appearance. He's just, he plays one of the race car drivers who's like a total dickhead. Um, and then, of course, uh, what the fuck's his name? Yeah. Production! What's his name? Why is he on the main billing? This is bullshit! There he is. Adam Driver and Daniel Craig. Their characters are great. And then all the supporting characters underneath them. They're all great characters. They all play inter very interesting characters overall. So uh, how it ends and the twists and then literally right up to the last minute, the actual last second of the movie, there's some, there's a couple twists and interesting uh, plot developments there. But overall, totally enjoyable movie. It really starts to pick up when the, when the actual event takes place. And it brings it home rather well. Okay. It, it's slowly paced in the beginning, so it can be kind of troublesome for holding your attention. And it definitely doesn't have that quality as far as Ocean's Eleven, because Ocean's Eleven was like a five-star movie in my opinion. It was so well put together, and there were so many interesting characters. Where this had basically a fit, uh, uh, you know, I'd say a quarter of the characters that Ocean's Eleven had, with not as much star power, although just enough. And there was, and it was a little more loose with the actual heist in general. But once it finally gets going, it's a it's freaking a ball to watch, okay? And these are the type of people that you actually root for to actually win. So you get that rooting element element of these guys actually finally being lucky and turning the luck of the family around. So with that being said, Lucky Logan gets four stars from me for being that enjoyable of a movie that I didn't expect to be that good that turned out to be really good, okay? So, Lucky Logan, 2017, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, uh, Katie Holmes, and some other chick. Farrah McKenzie, who's Sadie Logan. And then there was like a uh, – he had a love interest in this movie that kind of was in and out. She was awesome. She was only in there for like two seconds though. But she was in it, so good for her. Good for her. So, there you go. So, just to recap, Lucky Logan, four stars. Death Wish 2018, three stars. Disaster Artist, three stars. That's a recommended. That's a recommended one of the week for sure. Uh, coming up on 54 minutes, so we're going to be closing up shop soon. All right, so uh, I started the podcast with um, hit user hidden message hidden from blocked user. Oh, I don't care about that one. You're fucking blocked user anyways, so piss off. <clears throat> All right. Anyways, let me get rid of that. Speaking of blocked users, I guess I'll finish up with this. Uh, week 57, I think it was. Week 57, week 56. I did a video. Well, Johnny Monotone, he's been on the podcast a couple times. He... Um, left a comment on one of my videos. It was a, it was a kind of a tribute to my dad. 
passed away about two years ago, January 30th of 2017, 2018, 2017. Sorry. <laughs> the timeline's a little off. Um, he did a tribute to – I did a tribute to that. A lot of people liked it. It was when my it was when my videos really started to take a different tone, when my creativity really started to come out, and um, a situation occurred where one of my collaborators basically ordered a bunch of her collab or a lot of her coworkers to assault my account with thumbs downs, you know, to downrank my videos. I was like, whatever, I don't really give a shit. Just go ahead. Well, they went after all my videos, all of them. They went after videos. That were nonprofit videos. They went after videos that were sentimental in value. And this one was basically a tribute to my dead father. So, like five thumbs down in a tribute to my dead father. Johnny Monotone left a, uh, a comment on that video. What kind of an idiot puts a thumbs down in this amazing video? That's my answer. And my answer to you is somebody like that. Somebody has nothing better to do than to shit on somebody else's attempts at being creative and being um, emotionally open regarding someone that they try to portray as being a, a, you know, a man in their own time. You know, something I really, I worked hard to try to create. Something that took a lot of uh, hard choreography. I had to communicate with a plane that was in the sky that I really couldn't communicate with. So I had to, you know, it, there was a drone involved and a plane and then my camera on the ground, it was fucking cold out. And then putting that together and then actually having to edit it and then put it up only to have the, these people go out of their way not even watch the video. It's like, yeah, yeah, we don't care that your father's dead. So we'll just go ahead and we'll just thumbs down this video just because, you know, they don't like me. Fine. If you don't like me, that's fine. You have every right not to like me. I have a lot of unlikable features. Um, so, okay, fine. Then don't watch my fucking channel, stupid. Don't watch my channel. Don't watch my videos. Go do something else. Do you realize that in five minutes you can make coffee, you can take a shower, you can brush your teeth, you can make your bed, you can vacuum your room, you can clean out your car, you could write, you could make a grocery list, or you could take that five minutes and you could just thumbs down all my videos. You could take five minutes and say I love you to someone. You could take five minutes and write something down. You could take five minutes to kiss your, you know, kiss your your kids goodnight, say I love you to somebody. You could take five minutes to. Just sit there and think. You could take five minutes. The time it takes to thumbs down all my videos, you could be doing something far more productive. Instead, you th you go ahead and you thumbs down um, a video about my dead, uh, which was a tribute to my dead dad, my dead father. Okay. If that's what you want to do with your time, then go ahead. But I have... No need for you. Okay. And when it comes to blaming other people for my problems, I stopped doing that about a year ago. Because it leads you to a place of, of being a sociopath. When you're constantly writing about what happened to you, regardless of whether it was your fault or not or whatever, and you're just telling the truth. Well, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, but you can only tell the truth about something for so long before you're beating a dead horse. I said what I had to say about people in my past. Mistakes or not. But now it's time for me to focus on things that are help, are going to help build this channel, build my reputation, build whatever I'm trying to do. Build, you know, just being creative in general and trying to be positive or produce results. 
But by going ahead and thumb, thumbing it down, okay, fine. What are you going to go do after that? Do you feel better about yourself or about your situation? This is like going on Twitter and shitting on LeBron. It really doesn't do anything for your bet for your betterment, for betterment of your situation. But if you want to go ahead and thumbs down a video of my dead father, that's fine. You can do that too. Thank you. Comment from. Let me check this comment really quick. I'm kind of on a roll, but I got distracted. Comment from Calta eighty seven. Has anyone ever? Has anyone really ever been? Ever really been far even as decided to go want to do more? What? All right, I'm going to read this word for word because this looks fucked out. Has anyone really been far even as decided to use even go want to do look more like? What the fuck are you talking about? That's not even a th that's not even on this earth what you just said. Um if you want to try that again, I'll give you a, a minute or two to kind of reorganize that. First of all, Kalti, I, I'm a jokester. Oh, okay. No well English. All right. Okay. All right. You know what? First of all, Kalti87. Kalti, I am talking to you. Thank you for attempting English. Okay. Thank you for watching my channel, if only for a minute, before you go and do something productive. I appreciate it. So your English is bad. Do you want to try again and uh, ask the question? Has anyone – just try to simplify it. Has anyone really been far even as decided to use even go want to do – okay. Uh, and try. Translate. Okay. Sure. You you give it a second and we'll, remember, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sarcastic. Remember, positive sarcasm. I'm sarcastic, but you're trying. You made an attempt. It's like, say if you were a fat person walking into a gym. All right, you're here. Golf clap. All right, now do the work. Okay? That's cool. So you give it a shot. Let's try one more time. I got like another, you know, a couple minutes here and then we'll wrap up. But you try to translate that and you let me know, uh, you know, let me know what you were trying to portray. Okay? And like I said, if you guys have any questions, even after the podcast, okay? Or even after the stream, you can hit me up on Facebook.com slash Positive Sarcasm. You can send me a message through any of my social medias or directly through my email. You can contact me on my web website. Did you know the pigeons after – okay. All right. Uh... Oh, that's gross. Did you know that pigeons die after having sex? The one I fucked did at least. Okay. Well, your English is pretty good on that one. Your English is pretty good on that one, so – um, congratulations for learning English so well and so quickly. And, uh, on that note, I guess I'll end the podcast. So thank you for Calty87 for, um, contributing to the podcast. I appreciate your notes. I'm sorry to hear about your pigeon. Um, yeah, poor pigeon. You can find me on Twitter at POS Sarcasm. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. If you want to, uh, you find me on facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Uh, this will be on twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. You can uh, go to my website, positive sarcasm.com. You can contact me there. You can donate there, positive sarcasm.com slash donate. <clears throat> Calty87 says, cussing self out in mirror moment. Tell you what, Calty, you give yourself a second to um, 
conduct whatever you're doing because yeah, you're all over the place. But you can send a message afterwards, and I'll get I'll respond to it when I get a chance. You can find me on all social media. This podcast will be available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play Music. So like, subscribe, share, check out all my music. If you're a bodybuilder and you need posing music done, you can go to positivesarcasm.com. Check out the posing music section. And if you see you, you there's there's samples there, demos that you can look. And if you need music cut, you can email me there. You can donate through the page and stuff like that as well. Um, let's see. Call T87 says make wife question mark. Make wife. Well, I'm not a girl and I'm not gender fluid because gender fluidity is not a thing. It's not real. Okay. Uh-oh, he's taking a political stance. Anyways, I'm going to close up shop. Thank you, Culty87, for your interesting commentary on the subject. And I will, uh, I would like to thank you guys for listening, watching, checking in, subscribing. Hit me up on all social media. If you have any other questions or comments, I guess we'll call it a day. I will talk to you guys all next week. Maybe I'll have a guest then. Or maybe it'll just be ranting again for another hour. You never know. Oh, uh, worst movie I ever saw? We'll save that for next week. <laughs> this kid is all over the place. Maybe it's not a kid. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you guys for listening and watching and subscribing. I will talk to you all next week. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.